Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest order. And howdy, folks. Welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. I'm your old cowpoke, the king of horror, Andy G. Welcome to this episode of the show. We're going to be talking about the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week from 2015, Bone Tomahawk, you know, all directed by S. Craig Zauer. Going all the way back to 1890 for this one, Doc Brown. Oh, you know that's what we're going to do later on in the show. But as always, we're joined by the bold, the beautiful, the most gun-slinging man in the West, the Gold Geek Keith. Hello, hello, everybody. What is going on tonight? Welcome to Talking Terror. Howdy. 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 And, of course, we're always joined by the most rootin' tootin' gun in the West, the mad monkey himself, the prince of my morris day. Yeah, get funky with it on that horse, baby. Yeah, I think we are getting more funky than the day old leftovers of a cannibal cookout in the summertime. But you know what time it is, Jimmy. So prepare yourself for the most magical two hours of your nightlife as Talking Terror comes in your ears with horror news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews done the way you like it, baby. Oh, yeah. Just make sure you do that thing that we like you to do, which is like and subscribe to us on Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, Fred Family? That betrayal, see you. Howdy, monkey. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> howdy, welcome to the old saloon where we're going to be talking about movies <laughs> later on in the show. A little bit of Kurt Russell doing what he does best in the West. Beautiful facial hair, as far as I can see. <laughs> so, and, of course, we're joined All by right. a very astute, very cool. We call him Doc. We call him Dean. He's the meanest man in the West, the demonic Dean. <laughs> maybe I have some of those things. Maybe, maybe so, but we have not proven that just yet. Maybe tonight will be the night we find out, but that remains to be seen. But we are here for another episode of Talking Terror. Bless my bridges. It is a Dean. The Dean. All right, so we're all together. We're all here for this episode to talk old West later on about Bone Tomahawk. But first, uh, I know that Obi-Wan has premiered on Disney+. Plus. I know Monkey and Ghoul have seen the first two episodes with the Ghoul Watching 3. I don't know if you guys wanted to talk about it a little bit, get it out there, what you guys think about the uh, beginnings of this show. Yeah, do get, get it out of the system, man. It's like it's there. It's... Uh... Uh, I'm digging where it is, but, you know, and again, the world that they're building, they're giving us new territories, but unfortunately, it falls into that thing, just like Black Widow, of its prequel. So, therefore, any parallel situations that you might be putting our main characters into, uh, you know, is null and void, because we know they're going to live through it, man. Um, And me, I just, personally, it's like I I enjoyed everything I did about the first two episodes, except Princess Leia. I wanted to take that little bitch and throw her right off a roof, because she was just annoying Do they have roofs in the future? Uh, Yes, they do. 
Actually, this is a long time no. ago. It's not in the future. It's oh. a long time ago. So, they, oh. yes, they had Ruth. And mm. it's, it's just there were lots of things about her, annoying as shit. No one could seem to catch her, even though she's never running at full speed. And when you do catch her, she just won't shut the fuck up. But, cool. <laughs> what did you think of the first two episodes? Uh, listen, man, you know what? I do normally, you know me, I, I have my issues with prequels, typically. Um, I don't consider this, though, so much of a prequel as it is simply filling in a gap. Um, True. You know, we have a huge stretch of time between Revenge of the Sith and episode four, you know, what we know as Star Wars. Uh, I know people want to call it A New Hope and all that. It's forever just going to be fucking Star Wars to me, because when I first watched that fucking movie, it was called Star Wars. It wasn't called A New Hope. It was called Star Wars. So anyway. I hope you'll be you one. You're my only hope. This, this, <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know what I mean? You, fucking, you, you served my father in the Clone Wars, all kinds of fucking crazy shit, all this stuff, right? So, so we, we, we fast forward, we get the prequel movies. Now, I, I know we got people that love them. We got, you know, mostly younger kids at that time. We got people that didn't love them so much. People like me, um, especially episodes one and two. Episode three, I think is a good movie. You know, I enjoy it. And it's got the best lightsaber battle of any of the Star Wars films, including the new trilogy. Um, you know, that, that oh, Anakin versus Obi-Wan <laughs> lightsaber battle was fucking phenomenal, man. Ah, the Yoda shit I could do without the CGI character bouncing all over the fucking place. Is it fun? It's, yeah, okay, it is. But it looks like a fucking flea spinning around, you know? It's like a, <laughs> like Dr. Hammond talking about his fucking flea circus. You know, it's just that with the lightsaber. Um, but, but, you know, no, the, I thought the, the, the Obi-Wan, the, the Anakin fight, had everything in it that, that like, you could have wanted that battle to have, especially coming off of the horrid movie that was episode two. Uh, there's the talks of this, this, this Obi-Wan series forever, it feels like. Like, this movie was something I remember even before the, the, the recent trilogy. I remember there being grumblings, like, they want to make an Obi-Wan movie. They want to give you Obi-Wan Kenobi in between, see what he was doing. Uh, for, from what they've done with it so far, I fucking love it. I think it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think Ewan McGregor has channeled the character, um, not the episode one version of him. No, we've got that, that, that healthy mix of his defeated episode three character along with, you know, those, those glimpses of what we would see him to be in the first Star Wars movie. Um, and that, I think, is, uh, is cool. I get what you're saying about Leia. One, I go into everything without spoilers to the best of my ability. I had no idea that that was getting here. fucking hitched into this fucking show at all. <laughs> like, when they went to Alderaan, I was like, oh, okay, here's that cameo that we're going to get type of deal. No, man, like... Like, look, the kid's supposed to be 10, she looks like she's 6, and she's fucking irritating. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so it's like, just take the kid. Can she act for a kid? Yeah, you know what, she can. I'll give her that. But it doesn't make her any less irritating. How she's acting is an annoyance. Um, But again, everything else has been fun. The, The third episode... 
you know, without spoilers, you're going to get to see some cool shit. Um, you know, so, so, so at the end <laughs> of the second episode, there was just a little bit of a hint, and I know that uh, Mr. Hayden Christensen has returned for this series, and he is hoping uh, to, you know, his exact words were something along the line of, like, I'm hoping to redeem myself for how people saw <laughs> me in those other two, in those other movies. So, oh, wow. Talking about really? fucking Sam <laughs> and fucking all kinds of fucking romantic shit and his cocky ass, like, look on his face as he's serving the fucking apple. He's just smashing it in her face, man. That would have been great. Like, here, eat this, bitch. <laughs> but, you know, that, that's what I would do. Well, if I had the force, I would just vibrate women's clits, like, wherever the hell I went. I'd just be like, oh, yes. You're welcome. I'm walking away. You're welcome. So, but yes, you know what? Somebody that I know um, that hated the recent trilogy, and I mean, like, hated it, hated it to the point that he didn't bother going to see Rise of Skywalker. You know, hated it to the point that it really eliminated did, any love he had for the Star Wars films. He, what's that? How can someone hate a trilogy if they haven't seen the whole trilogy? Yes, I believe me. I, uh, uh, I this is somebody that is very passionate about things thought. that he likes. Jeez. He's a huge Star Wars fan, but stemming from the prequel trilogy because he's not old enough to have been in our generation for the original trilogy. Um, so, so yes, he had his dislike for it. Well, you know what? He messaged me this weekend. He's like, dude, I just watched the first two episodes of Obi-Wan. He's like, I'm fucking back on board. That was phenomenal. I love it. It was great. And then I made the, and then his exact next text was, but then I made the mistake of watching the rise of Skywalker. And man, was that movie. No! <laughs> again, I, like, I, it's, it's weird, man. I, I know people. It had, did that movie have flaws? Yes, it did. I don't get the hate for this. The, the recent trilogy. You know, I remember when the first one came out. Everybody was like, "Ooh, Star Wars is fucking back, baby! It's the best thing ever!" And I mean, literally, the reviews even told you that you know, the Force Awakens was beat for beat the first Star Wars movie all over again, just with yep. new characters. The Dean, I remember calling me, like, right after he saw it, and he was like, the movie was really good. He goes, it played to all the same exact pace that, that the first Star Wars movie did. You can yep. probably play the movie side by side and see everything hit in the exact same fucking order. And you know what? That did. It worked. But, you know, they, they did need to do something different. And when they gave you different in The Last Jedi, everybody was like, oh, I didn't like it. So then they kind of like backtracked a little bit and went more towards what they did with the other one with the third movie. And then everybody was like, oh, do something different. Like, what the fuck do you want, people? <laughs> they want lightsaber dildos. That's what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that is our quick talk about Obi-Wan there. Uh, yeah, thank you, Ghoul. All right. <laughs> um, does anyone else have anything they would like to bring up before the Dean uh, uh, goes I, I do, and I just want to say when talking about Obi-Wan series, I don't know if this was um, widespread knowledge before I just saw this note as I was logging on for tonight's episode of Talking Terror, uh, but it is confirmed 
that James Earl Jones is going to voice Darth Vader in the Disney Plus Obi-Wan series. I can, uh, I can confirm that. Yes. Hmm. I'm right. telling you that. Monkey, like, I'm monkey. reading the news right now. That's right. That's I understand that. And I can confirm your news. So your news <laughs> is verified. <laughs> Thank you. By the ghoul. Verified news. Uh, so, Dean, uh, Only have you watched here. the... Okay. Yes, that's true. Uh, so, Dean, have you watched the truth. first seven episodes of Stranger Things yet? Because uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. You, you know, King of Horror, I have not watched the first seven episodes of Stranger oh, there Things. There we go. But, but what I can tell you is I have watched the first two episodes of Stranger okay. Things. And we'll be <clears throat> continuing... I will be continuing the journey upon the conclusion of tonight's episode of Talking Terror. Uh, so uh, I have seen the first two episodes, and uh, there are two awesome uh, references uh, that I picked yep. up upon. Uh, one was a visual cue, and one was a musical cue, and I'm wondering if mm-hmm. anybody else that might have seen these first two episodes cares to take a guess at what it is that I might be talking about. Uh, I, uh, are you talking about Nightmare on Elm Street? I'm not talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I caught two of those. I'm not talking about Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, cool. Yeah, the Diva called some night, Nightmare references, too. <laughs> yeah, I saw like, you know, everything I've seen. I've seen all seven. Um, you know, it's a lot of uh, so Hellraiser and Nightmare. Nightmare stuff in yeah, there. So that, that is what I've been okay, seeing. So this is what I was what referencing. My musical, my musical catch in the... I don't recall. Hmm. It was. Uh, it's one of the first two episodes because I've seen the, only seen the first two. But the first right. one, the musical cue. Wait, wait what episode uh, did you see? I've only seen the, the first, first two. Three and four. Oh, okay. So only the... three and four. <laughs> no. Stop. First two. <laughs> Monkey, shut the fuck up. It's the first two. Uh, so Six and five. The musical cue. The musical <laughs> cue. Is yeah. when when they were trying to round up a player. For their, uh, for their, for their Hellfire game, Club. Yeah. for Hellfire Club, uh, the music that was playing uh, was the same exact music during the mall sequence. Historical figures are on the loose in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, you know, like okay. when 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 yeah. Joan of Arc is leading the uh, the exercise class in Genghis yeah, Khan. Yeah, Beethoven's on the organ. And Beethoven's on the organ. It was, it, was, yeah, it was the same music. The Bowling said that's an adventure. And then uh, my favorite cue, and you have to be a super nerd to have picked up on this one because uh, there was not any truly identifying marks except for the word vanity, but when they were leaning against the wall inside the video store, they were leaning on a Dude, last dragon the last, the last dragon, bro. I totally caught that yep, shit. They were. I was like, yo, that was fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's like, so you got were the globe, motherfucker. Yeah. Those were my two big catches. Uh, the Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure music and The Last Dragon. So, uh, again, I'm only two episodes in. I am looking forward uh, to picking up, and I legitimately will be hitting play on Netflix as soon as Talking Terror is finished this evening. So that's very cool. Um, and I'm not going to spoil anything further, uh, but I want to do say in that video store, as well as The Last Dragon, there is a Freddy Krueger standee in the front when they first walk in. You see there's a Freddy Krueger standee standing up. I can't figure out which one it's for. I think it's for Dream Child. Uh, but, yeah, I, the ghoul watched all seven. I watched all seven. Loved it. Can't wait for you to watch it, Dean. 
But fucking well, 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 wait, 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 wait. The year is what? Is it? It's eighty-six, eighty-seven, correct? Eighty-six, eighty-seven. Yeah. So that would be okay. Uh, Dream Child there. That would be. No, Dream Child was eighty-nine. Keep talking. It came out the same year as. Supposed to be Dream Master. Manhattan. So this should be either Dream Warriors or Dream Master. It, yeah, probably around. Yeah, I would say more Dream Master than Dream Warriors, but you could be right about that. I have to look at the, the years that they came out because, like you said, it's 85, 86. So, yeah, yeah, it would probably be Dream okay. Warriors. Yeah, I was going to say, right. Dream Warriors was 86. No, Dream Warriors was 87. So that might even be Nightmare mm. on Elm Street 2, bro. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, you'd have to see two for, reference, Cindy. So you'd Dream have Warriors to see Freddy's face because, remember, he kind of had that, uh, he had that more devil-looking face that we would see again yeah. in, like, New Nightmare yep. in Part 2. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, okay, I'm going to want to go yeah, back they, and take a look Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Vecna? <laughs> no, 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 no. Talking no, no. about the, the makeup that right. uh, they use in Robert England in Part 2. Where they get more of, like, a demonic look in Part 2, where it's more, like, witchy, demonic, you know, because it takes over Jesse's body. Uh, but, so, yeah, no spoilers, no nothing like that. We'll wait until Dean sees all seven, but Eddie must have seen the first two episodes. He's got the brain. But being that he does appear in these early episodes, did anybody think that Vecma, uh, that his appearance had some resemblances uh, to Swamp Thing from the Swamp Thing movie? Yeah, very much Swamp Thing. Yeah, I can see that. And and Hellraiser. So, yeah, that's the two I got. And Hellraiser. All right. Yeah. I I don't want to say anything because I I can't remember where you would be yet, what you've seen. Uh, I got a question. Yeah. Has he has, has he Doc Octopus for you yet? Uh, yeah, he was Doc Octopus. Uh, I don't remember if it was after the first or second kill, but yeah, he he was all out of his back. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that really reminded me of Hellraiser Two when the Doctor gets like transformed. Mm-hmm. You know, like that whole Doctor whole sequence. Like that's that's the first thing that like popped into my head. I was like, oh man, wow, they really went there with that one. But uh, yeah, again, just without a spo- as spoiler free as it can go, this has easily been my favorite season so far since the first one. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's uh, so, this, this is a lot of fun. Best. So enjoy it, Dean. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, and look, look I'm enjoying it so far, and that's the word. And like, I, you know, uh, I've been reporting on this in in this portion of our show, and I have now seen the first two episodes, and you know, everything that I've read about the the ambitiousness, uh, like way back months and months and months ago, when I talked about how the Duffers have said uh, that. COVID gave them the time to, like, really sit down and fine-tune all of the scripts and make sure that everything is ready. Like, it's all, it, you can see it all. You can feel it all. Um, and, uh, like, I think they did a really, because I did not go back and watch any of the first three uh, seasons. Yeah, but their little, their little, uh, their little reintroduction uh, video montage at the start, like, pulled me right back in. And once the first episode started, like, feeling like it's been, oh man, it's been three years since there's been a season. Like, it all melted away so super fast. I'm like right back into Hawkins. Uh, yeah, no, I, ha- I have to eat a little bit of crow, because you know what? I know that there have been plenty of times that I've talked shit as far as being like, you know, look at all the fucking time they took. You know, the, the, the hype, the fervor, it's all down. I, I do, as much as I know people are liking and enjoying the season, I don't think, you know, it's 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 at the same level of 
fever pitch as it was at the first two seasons, but oh, yeah. definitely yeah. elevated again. And yeah, like you said, man, as soon as I got back into it, as soon as it started, I was like, wow, yeah, right I really in. do. I did miss these fucking characters. Now I'm right back <laughs> yeah. in fucking Hawkins all over again. Damn it. Just right back into the world, right back into everything that's going on. I mean, obviously, they are a little bit older. Lucas looks like he has a family now. It looks like he's like 35 years old and he's in high school. So I was like, wow, that fucking kid. He grew up with the fucking top fade, like kid and play. But, yeah, that first episode, I found myself in nostalgia mode only because it reminded me of me in high school with fucking Eddie Munson, the leader of the Hellfire Club. Joe Quinn playing that character is fucking amazing because he reminded me of so many people that I went to school with, like the typical metalhead with the denim vest and the leather jacket and just so fucking stoked that there's satanic panic in the newspaper and, like, we're fucking weird. You know, yeah, that's what we are, baby. We're metal. Like I just, I fell in love with that character right away. I was like, "Yep, that's high school. <laughs> that was my high school experience." Yeah, I, I've liked all the new characters that they've brought in. I, I found them all to be enjoyable and fresh and fun. I don't feel like they're they're rehashing characters that yeah. we've already seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just picks you right back in. And I like the dean that said, I didn't watch any of the other seasons prior either to get a refresh. I just dove back in. I was just so happy to be back. I was like, ah, there they are again. Like, you know, we're back in Hawkins. You know, the upside down's coming. Like, what's going to happen this season? And it didn't disappoint. It's like the most metal season that they've had. It's been dark. It's been scary. You know, it's pretty violent at times. So, yeah, they totally made up for season three. So I'm kind of glad, like you said, uh, cool, that they took their time, took a little while to get back into it. But now that they're back, it's like they're better than ever. So I can't wait to see the next two that come out in July. And they're supposed to be like the Super Pack episodes. So the finale is going to be two and a half hours. Well, the final one so, is going to be two mm-hmm. and a half hours plus. So, like, they're not fucking around. Like, the first episode, because I watched, I watched them both last night, the first episode, I think, clocked in at like an hour eight and then left. The second yep. one was like an hour 13. Uh, so, mm-hmm. like, no, fuck, no fucking there, around there's here. Nothing, then, so. There's nothing shorter no. than an hour. There's nothing shorter than right. an hour. And no. I think the finale was an hour mm-hmm. and 45. So, yeah, they, uh, they definitely yeah. loaded everything and it's uh and look could they have could they really have stretched all of this shit out and probably like you know they probably if they did the disney plus route this would have been 14 episodes long because each mm-hmm. episode would have only been about 40 fucking minutes 35 if you know on a bad day and uh and no nah, they 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 really are telling a grand tale and you can feel it Everything is packed. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. feels like it has stakes. Everything is fucking, yeah. Uh, everything is, is kosher and not Everybody kosher in fucking Hawkins, man. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Lenora, California. Um, but it's a, it's a weird thing. Like I told the ghoul through our, our texts. I was like, you know, I, I'm glad that they did the first seven with the other two coming out in July, but I'm kind of wondering why they just didn't do five and five. You know, break it up that way. Five, and then you get another five, and that's, you know, the ten episodes. You know, but they decided to do nine, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, look, so I kind of even still, like, like, sure, like, like, split the episodes, but, like, we're looking at some serious time length when it comes to the final yeah. two anyway. So, uh, minute-wise, mm-hmm. of course, there's going to be more yeah. minutes, you know, with, with seven episodes here. But, like, you know, they obviously did not they, – they obviously didn't give a fuck about running times. And um, I do want to no. say no. Uh, that while we do know that Netflix traditionally – uh, is stingy with the reporting of their streaming numbers. But they have announced, of course, that Stranger Things 4 is the biggest Netflix premiere ever. Hmm. That since its debut on Friday, uh, 
there has been what they're calling 286.79 million hours viewed, uh, which oh, is substantially more, substantially more than the previous number one, uh, which, yeah, which was um, uh, the Bridgerton season two premiere, which clocked in at 193 million hours viewed. Uh, not only hmm. that, Stranger Things 4 uh, is number one in 83 yeah. different countries. It's also in the top 10 in all 93 <laughs> countries that have Netflix. And not only that, all three of the previous seasons, obviously, um, have seen a humongous boost in numbers, uh, hours viewed into the millions. Uh, so Stranger Things uh, season uh, four is doing big, big business for Netflix. And it also has catapulted the old Kate Bush running up that hill song to number one on iTunes. <laughs> As well as yep. an eight thousand an eight thousand seven hundred percent increase in global streams, uh, very similar uh, to the previous uh, Stranger Things. I don't know if it was season two or season three, uh, which featured the song yeah. Africa. Yes, uh, you know, <laughs> like gave Africa like a new fucking career. Like they were able to go on tour again. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, a big business happening in uh, the Stranger Things world all across. Uh, the board. So um, that's just the way it goes when stranger when it's Stranger Things time. So uh, there's some Stranger Thing news uh, to kind of segue into that portion of our of our program. Let's do it. You got the news desk. Yes. So there's my Stranger Things news, and this next item that I want to talk about. Before I do move on, before I do move on, did anybody else have anything they wanted to say about Stranger Things for? No. I think I said everything. I want to say spoiler-wise for you. Just wanted to check, yes. So uh, this next item might be of interest uh, to the king, uh, who might want to get into that sweet ride of his and take a road trip. Uh, But from June 17th to June 29th at Lincoln Center in New York City, uh, there is going to be a 20-film Dario Argento film retrospective, uh, which is one going to feature the premiere of his uh, new film, Dark Curses. Uh, you know, that dark film glasses. is coming, uh, dark uh, glasses, excuse me, I couldn't read my writing as per usual. Uh, he, uh, this new film is going to premiere later in the year in USA. On, uh, it's also going to be a Shutter exclusive, but there's going to be a premiere okay. screening of that, uh, as well as, uh, you know, 20 other films, including 17 that have been completely restored. Uh, Dario Argento himself will be on hand to introduce uh, Suspiria, oh, Tenebrae, and Dark <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. Oh, man. He, he is also <laughs> going to be participating in a Q&A uh, for uh, Bird, Crystal Plumage, Deep Red, and Phenomena. So uh, that is what's oh. going on at Lincoln Center from June 17th to June 29th. And where is the Lincoln Center? New York City. It's in New York. Oh, Okay. Sounds like I'm gonna have to go. You, man. <laughs> yeah. Does it say the date that he's gonna be there? Because that's a lengthy amount of time, seventeenth uh, to the twenty ninth. You would have to uh you know, go to the I suppose mm-hmm. the, I didn't look at the daily schedule for what films are being shown when and when he's gonna be on hand. Uh but he will be on hand once again to intro whatever they're showing Suspiria, Tenebrae and Dark Glasses. 
And cool. once again, wow. you will be on hand for Q&A uh, for um, bird, crystal plumage, deep red, and phenomena. So uh, there you have it. I'm sure there's copious information on the Lincoln Center event page on, on the oh, web. I've got to look at that because I want to go so bad. I'm going to be able to finally get to Ario Gento meet him. <laughs> oh, so cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that. So I'm going to check that out. Yeah, I'm going to take a road trip. So that is why I shared that piece of info because I thought it would be good uh, for you. Um, what also might be no, good yeah, for you, you because you're one of the few people out there still collecting uh, tangible media. Uh, and I know yeah. you're a fan of the uh, Child's Play series, but the, mm-hmm. the fine folks over at Scream Factory have announced uh, that uh, the this summer, uh, August 16th, uh, the first three Child's Play films are coming to 4K ultra-high definition. Uh, they're going to be available uh, individually as well as in different levels of bundle uh, with different slipcases, different posters, and other, other memorabilia. Uh, so they're on uh, pre-order right now. Uh, but depending on what level of extras you want, whether you want to buy them all, whether you want to get just one, there are different options. Uh, to take a look at uh, in order to determine what type of purchase uh, you would like to make. So uh, those are that's all, of course, for the fans of the Child Play series. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. I might have to add it to my, my collection because I only have the first one. So I might have to add the two and three into my uh, 4K collection only because I, I don't care much for Seed or Bride. So, yeah, it's awesome. I was looking out for me because you know how much I love that tangible stuff. That's right, Shane. <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. What's next? What are we talking about? I will tell you what's next. Uh, we all know that, please, regardless of what your personal opinions may be about the first two entries of the David Gordon Green helmed uh, Halloween uh, trilogy of these modern times, uh, we know that he is also involved in the same approach in bringing the exorcist back to the screen uh, with a new trilogy. Uh, no! We learned, <laughs> no, well, we learned this quite some time ago, uh, but what we did learn quite some time ago as well is that Ellen Burstyn is going to be uh, reprising uh, her role in this film. And uh, while it wasn't even known that this film was in legitimate production, uh, she has let it be known that her scenes uh, oh, have already shit. all been filmed. Her scenes <laughs> have already all, all been filmed. Uh, she said that uh, she shot all her uh, all her parts and that nothing weird happened on set compared to the massive amounts of weirdness that took place on the set of the original film. Uh, there was a lot of speculation about when this was going to start filming, but apparently it's already underway. So... Uh, that new modern Exorcist trilogy is is happening, is filming. Uh, while she initially said she has not been contacted about any type of yeah, of, um, of any type of of role, uh, there's still no word of whether there's going to be any involvement from Linda Blair. So uh, that's what's going on, and you can expect to see the first of these films on October 13th, uh, 2023. October 13th, 2023. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I, you know, looking forward to it ending just to see it conclude. 
Uh, yeah, but then again, with that character, there's no real end to that character. You could pick it up again at any point. So as far as Jimmy Lee Curtis being involved, it's going to be the last ride of it. We'll see. You know, never say never with Michael. You know, but yeah, I know uh, James Drew Courtney said that they both cried during the, their their final day together. Oh. Said and you know and they, oh, oh yeah, well James, you could come back at any time. So you know, but Jamie, yeah, it might be your last ride. You know that character, but I just I you know just I'm nervous about it. I'm excited about it. I just kind of want to see a finality to it. Like just I'm kind of hoping they just both die somehow, some way, but. You know, Jamie, they're car- car- she, she's going to choke Michael on a thing of yogurt. That's what she's going to do. She's going to kill him with that trivia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's how she does it. Just be regular, <laughs> Michael. Just be regular. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just shits his pants to death. Like, that's just going to be the <laughs> end of that movie. He, he, he drops trout, like, right right in a big dump right in the middle of the fucking mental facility. He takes a shit in the big square, you know. He takes a shit in the porta potty right next to Jimmy Chunga guy from Friday the Thirteenth. Oh yeah, right next. It's a lot. Right it's a lot. There was no fucking you know, it, it, it was enchiladas, man. Enchiladas. Yeah, get it right if you're gonna say the reference. But yeah, no, it would be great it's if they have like demon, you know, the show was like a force ghost. Use the Activia, Loria. Use the Activia. Thank you, Dr. Loomis. That's right. Loomis out. Loomis out. Loomis out. He just puts up a peace sign and drops a mic for some reason. Loomis out. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Loomis. I'm going to kill him activity. No problem. So that, that would be the best fucking ending, but and we'll see how it happens in, in, you know, in October. But all right, what's next, thing? What do you got? I will tell you that uh, to celebrate the, fourth, the upcoming fourth season of the Creepshow series, uh, this, uh, this September... There is going to be... They have be, the third season uh, already? Yeah. Yeah. Come and gone. Uh, yeah. Ah. yeah I'm, 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 ah. I haven't oh, seen shit. the third season yet. I'm behind. Finished, I haven't even finished the second season. I have to go... Hey, I'm all caught up. My, <laughs> I have to check my stuff. <laughs> watching. I, I, I might not have finished. I'm pretty sure I finished the second season, but I definitely didn't watch the third season, third season yet. But anyway, uh, in the Creepshow universe, uh, the fourth season is on the way. But they're also, this Halloween season, coming September 21st uh, of this year, there is going to be a five-issue Creepshow comic book anthology. Uh, each issue is going to feature different creator, t- creative teams from the world of comics, film, television, and beyond. And uh, in, a, in, a, in a small way, kind of coming full circle, as uh, the Creepshow film was based on comic books from the 1950s and the 1960s. So... Uh, for those of you that are comic fans out there, uh, Creepshow continues to spread its wings as they push out into different formats. Uh, I don't know for sure that I would be interested in getting the Creepshow comic books, but as I've talked about on the show, there has been two different young adult fiction novels with two stories each uh, under the mm-hmm. Creepshow banner in partnership with Scholastic that I have both top editions of. So uh, Creepshow continues to look for different inroads to get the Creepshow word out and 
comic books uh, are coming this Halloween season. So if that's your thing, uh, keep your eyes open in late September. Awesome. Cool. Very cool. Keep an eye out for it. All right. So what's next? Thing? What are we talking about? Uh, I will tell you what we're talking about. And I will say, just uh, in case you're like, man, I feel like I heard about that a while ago. Uh, some of the things I'm talking about tonight uh, are not just from the previous week. Uh, they go back a week before then because I was uh, no one no one told me that uh, last week's episode wasn't going to be featuring any news portions. So I still have some of the items that I was looking forward to talking about uh, during last week's special episode uh, ready for us. Which was a lot of fun. Thank you, Joe Six. No, that was great. It was great. Thank you, Joe. That was a wonderful interview. Thank you for coming on and taking the time with us. Uh, but uh, what I first want to say is that out of nowhere, uh, apparently... I'm sure it came out of somewhere. No, no, no. no. Well, well, well here, you, make sure you listen to, to the rest of what I'm going to tell you. Uh, okay, maybe. In secrecy, until they dropped the trailer, uh, apparently the Tubi streaming service has stepped into the realm of horror uh, with their own uh, production... Uh, a brand-new cool. remake of the 1980 film Terror Train uh, that was apparently filmed in complete secrecy. Uh, they oh. dropped the trailer, and uh, it's going to be available on the Tubi streaming service uh, this October, a remake of Terror Train, which I believe quite a long time ago we covered uh, right here on this very program. Yes, we did. We did, and I... Uh... I did put the trailer up on the uh, Talking Terror page. If anybody out there wants to watch it, I checked it out. Uh, it's okay. It's fine. I mean, it's, you know, Terror Train is one of those movies where I'm like, oh, man, they can't remake this. It's a classic. All right, go ahead. They did it back in 2014 with Thor Birch, and they just called it Train. So they've done it already, and this trailer looks, you know, low budget but fun. So we'll yeah, but even still, like, more, more to the story is that, you know, uh, while Tubi has been a, a, a very fine uh, ad-supported uh, free streaming service that has, uh, you know, a decent enough horror selection, but as well as some other things that I particularly like, uh, I was just surprised yeah. to yeah. see them enter this arena, especially uh, being that the first that we're hearing about it is upon uh, the announcement of the trailer uh, and its release. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so that's all. That's why I included yeah. that uh, in this portion of the program. Oh, it's very I was cool. Like, oh, like, yeah. I was like, Tubi, look at you <laughs> yeah. guys, sneaky, sneaky in, in Tubi, you know? Right. Uh, like, all of a sudden, like, out of nowhere, example, like, like, yeah, we're going to make a new movie. Like, like Shudder, like, you know, I have, I, have, <laughs> I have some titles in my, in my list. I have some Shudder titles uh, yeah. saved in my list for Shudder things that uh, haven't even come out yet, that are not even, I think the furthest one away doesn't come out until August, so... You know, they're always very yeah. about what they're uh, – no, not cocaine. Uh, but <laughs> what I mean, what I mean is that, like, I was like, holy shit, uh, look at Tubi getting in on this, on this action here. That's all. So that's what I wanted to say about that. Yeah, cocaine bear. Can't wait for that. But, yeah, rest in peace, Ray Liotta, by the way. Passed away last week. Watch you have to leave yeah, no, for real. Oh, so tough. Yep. I had to watch Unlawful Entry last week to cover that. Great film, man. Great film. It's so good. Uh, I, I actually, I saw that film in the movie theater. And, um, nice. you know, as I've, as I've talked about uh, several times on this program, whenever uh, this kind of little genre slice has been a thing, uh, you know, back in that time period, like kind of like the mid to late 80s into like the mm-hmm. early 90s, like 92, 93-ish, uh, there was a whole genre 
of like suspense thrillers that were yeah. legit crafted with an adult audience in mind. And it's just like, uh, you know, those kind of films don't really get made with the same regularity. And not every one of them was yeah. great, but like, uh, you know, ones that pop into my head, I think was uh, Jeff Bridges and Glenn Close that was called Jagged Edge. Um, yeah, that's a good another one, one with a- Andy Garcia. Yep. And I think if I remember correctly, Alec Baldwin, Hey, yeah. Uh, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> uh, called internal affairs, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Rebecca B. Mornay in, in the hand that rocks the cradle, which was leaning a little more towards oh. horror, horror, but like unlawful. Yeah, entry, like, but, what, but what I'm saying is that, um, you know, those kinds of adult suspense thrillers just don't come out and unlawful entry. When I think about that time period is one that certainly uh, stands out big time in my mind. Well, yeah, it's, it's not uh, that they don't come out. Yeah. They do still come out. Mm-hmm. They come out. There's a lot of them that come out, actually. The problem yeah, is, like is that they come out like made for straight to, straight to fucking cable. They're on Lifetime. They're on, you know, all these <laughs> yeah. other uh, Oprah but networks not, and shit like thing. that. I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about Lifetime. I'm talking about bigger budget films with, big, with, with top Hollywood talent. Mm-hmm. Well, that I guess. That's, yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. I think of like you know. Kill a Sunrise, you know, stuff like that, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, well, I remember Eternal Affairs yeah. was, a, uh, was, uh, was, was definitely big in its time. I remember that being like, you know, right. one, one of those Garcia, first. It was Andy, not, not Alec Baldwin. It was Andy Garcia and Richard Gere. Uh, and yeah, geez, at, that, one, at, uh, that one is a, a, a fucking tight thriller, man. That is a tight fucking cop. Yeah, and I was a kid at the time, and that was like one of those first movies that started to like – pique my interest into more adult-themed style films. You know, like, I remember really that movie coming out. I remember up. seeing the trailer. I remember being like, wow, that yeah. looks really cool. I couldn't wait for Frank to either get it on bootleg or for it to come into the video store. <laughs> that's, that's how I eventually yeah. did get to and, see and, it. And so. and so, like, you brought up Tequila Sunrise, but that's right in the wheelhouse of the time period that I'm talking about. I just it up. That's 1988, yep. you know? Like, that's right, that's right yeah, then. I know. There. I know. So, anyway. And then there's... Uh, um, Eye for an eye, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, uh, Sally Field, Ed Harris. Yeah, I put that yeah, that was there. more. I think oh. that was like nineteen. I'm gonna guess like ninety-five. That was like nineteen ninety. Later than ninety-three. I'm gonna guess ninety-four, yeah. ninety-five. I remember seeing that in the theater. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's only nineteen eighty-six. Nineteen eighty-six. Nineteen ninety-six. Ninety-six. Eye for an eye. Eye for an eye. Okay, so that, that makes sense. Yeah, that does, but. Uh, and it's like I, I always tell the monkey, if you see a movie that's a thriller and Kurt Russell has eyeglasses on, he's going to be the victim. He's yeah. going to be the victim that turns into the so, hero because he's going to take off those eyeglasses time. at some point and be a badass. You know, yeah, like, you know. Breakdown, like in Breakdown. Breakdown, uh, well, yeah, well, where he has well, eyeglasses on. Well, he's just beating he up tries to hand. tell us. He tries to tell <laughs> yeah. us that, that, you know, Kurt Russell was the future of, of, of film yeah. or something. Either that or he's the fucking, you know. Damien, fucking the Antichrist or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, well, all I know is, is, is it the fucking Hollywood legend that Kurt Russell are the last words that fucking Walt Disney ever spoke? <laughs> yeah, it probably is. And, and we'll see him in Bone Tomahawk later tonight. But yeah, with unlawful entry, he's got the eyeglasses on. He's like, ah, oh, gee, I don't know nothing about technology. And Ray Liotta shows up as the cop. He's like, yeah, let me see your wife fuck you for a second. That'd be cool. He's like, ah, I don't know, mister. <laughs> you know, <it's, laughs> You know, it's such a weird fucked up movie that I love, Unlawful Entry. 
saw for the first time my parents when I was on TV, and they're like, oh, Ray Liotta. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Kurt Russell's like, oh, no, I'm going to walk away. I'll watch it in the other room. I'm good. <laughs> I don't want to watch this anymore with you guys, but no, one of those weird things. I'm but yeah, really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm the guy that watched Last House and the Left with my dad when I was like 12. So <laughs> I don't really have a lot of regrets about a lot of things. So, so, um, Andy, but, why are you taking the tissues to your bedroom again? Yeah. Well, you can't take a break from this movie. I don't get why. I just I need to. I, I'm very sick. I have a cold, and I have to go blow my nose for about five to six minutes. <laughs> All right, Dean. What's next? What are we talking about? Uh, apparently, there's a new Daredevil series in the works over at Disney Plus. Uh, yes. It is not. It's not confirmed that uh, Charlie Cox is in the role. Uh, but the rumor mill says that is a safe bet to see Charlie Cox returning to Daredevil. Um, you know, keeping in mind the Netflix series was canceled uh, around five years ago. Uh, but mm-hmm. apparently, uh, you know, Daredevil uh, will will once again uh, fight crime and, and keep us all safe from harm. Wow, I just didn't find no years? way home. Yeah, but he was in No Way Home. So yes, he was. We, we saw him there. Um, you know, he's definitely still Daredevil. It's not like we only saw the lawyer that was Matt Murdock. We we watched him catch a brick. Um, you know, I uh, I think that they would be not bright to not bring him back and to not, you know, at least uh, work within some frame of him staying as Daredevil. He was really good in the series. I hope oh, they can just. Uh, I hope they can keep to the same adult oh. style theme that the Netflix series had. I don't want to see Charlie Cox in a kidified Daredevil series. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to give it to us, give it to us with balls, big balls, big balls, gigantic balls. balls. Oh, well, you know, they just, yeah, I would hate to see it get kind of like the G-rated version of Daredevil. You know, it's just it's watered down. It's not the same as it was, because I love those three seasons that we got with uh, Daredevil. Um, fantastic series. Cool. She was great. Are kind we, of erased Ben Affleck's memory. Not? Yes, absolutely. And thankfully, you know, we got D'Onofrio who we know is also oh, back because so he was in Hawkeye. Yep. Now, we don't know, you know <laughs> yeah. what his final fate was, but he was there, and, again, he was wonderful as Kingpin. So, you know, they, they've, they've got a lot that they can play with here and, uh, you know, a lot that they can keep and still plenty to, uh, to, 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 to work with. So let's do it. Mm-hmm. I, I am all in for cool. it. Yeah, me too. I'm ready for it. Bring back Daredevil with uh, Charlie Cox. All right, Dean, what's next? What are we talking about? I'm going to tell you what we're talking about, King, and, and here's some stuff that, that I'm pretty excited about. Uh, the okay, fine great. folks over at, at Fathom Events uh, have decided that for two days only on June 19th and June 22nd, they're going to be bringing The Thing uh, back to the big screen to celebrate its 40th anniversary. Uh, so if you're a fan of John Carpenter's The Thing, starring none other than Kurt Russell, uh, Ooh, you're coming back in this episode. To, the opportunity to, <laughs> to see this classic film on the big screen uh, will take place in just a few short weeks. Once again, that's uh, two nights only, June 19th and June 22nd. 
Uh, but here's the chance to, uh, to see uh, this classic film on the big screen, which would probably be pretty awesome to do so. Um, that's mm, what I'm considering uh, checking it out. And Fathom Events always have some pretty cool stuff. And I'll have you all know yeah. uh, that I almost missed the show tonight uh, because of a, a special one-night-only Fathom Events screening this evening. Uh, but I decided to come on here to talk in terror anyway, and that is one of my absolute all-time childhood favorite classics, uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, no, 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 I've seen that. I saw that in the summer, man. I, wouldn't, I know. I didn't yeah, that saw that. But, 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 and that was a fathom of events, but Smokey and the Bandit, Ooh, uh, okay. the original with Burt Reynolds and Jackie Gleason is, is being shown this evening. It's actually uh, airing, uh, starts in 12 minutes, 7 o'clock, uh, California time, so... Um, you know, I'm sad to uh, to to not to not see that on the big screen, but I actually just saw it on TV a couple weeks ago, so I'm fine. Um, but also, uh, not until not until uh, not until September, uh, not until September. But they are also going to be doing a very special screening to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist. Uh, so I believe Ooh, that cool. is uh, June uh, two nights. So I believe that's September 25th and September 28th, uh, but seeing Poltergeist on the big screen will probably be pretty fucking cool also. That would be fucking dope. Yeah. I'd probably want to be there for that. But that Thing one, I want to be there for the Thing, but that's also Argento in New York, so man, got to roll the dice in that. Well, well here's the thing. The bar, it, depends, it depends what nights you choose to go see Argento. Remember, Argento is taking place from June 17th to the 29th. So if what you want to see is on a different night than the 19th and the 22nd, you might be able to just fit it all in on your social calendar. You know what? I might, because Argento is in New York on the 18th for a screening of Suspiria at 9 p.m. at the Lincoln Center. So I might be able to fit that in. And then on the 19th, I can go see the thing, uh, the Phasm event. So that could be a packed fucking weekend for the gang. I have to say, I have to say, you know what, what I'm working with money-wise. I might want to do both, man. but I don't <laughs> want to miss Argento in New York. <laughs> I got I to start planning things out. Well, Darren, the thing is, uh, you know, do you maybe want to sit there and ask someone to come along and be like, hey, you want to get introduced to some fucked up horror, you know? I, Monkey, I don't have friends. Like, who am I going to ask? I'm going to stand on the street and be like, hey, 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 you want to see Argento in New York? Come on, man, come on, Let's get in the car, get in the car. <clears throat> I don't want to get arrested. Before I go to go see Argento in New York, like I, yeah, I don't know. We'll I want friends. Well, see, that's when the prince to your Morris Day needs to to come with you <laughs> on an adventure to New York. Man, no, no, my ass is broke right now. I, I, I yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> plus, he's like a family I, guy. I, like, he's not gonna leave his house. He's yeah, because I never leave my house. At, I, I never leave my house every Friday night to go hang out with you to go watch SmackDown. <laughs> yeah, for two hours at a time, and then you go home, and then you drink, and then you have fun. No, it's, this is an a investment to go to New York on a Saturday night at 9 o'clock. You're going to be half asleep by the time we get there anyway, so it's not going to even matter. You're going to be, huh, what? what? We're in New York? When the fuck did we get here? Dude, we're going to get to are like a bunch of fucking wow. grandpas over there. Man, you're yeah, actually like, well, I'm go good. to fucking Jersey and do like do Tiller Theater and shit like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but this is you not a walker. You did Tiller I'm Theater fine. like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but that was during the day. <laughs> you know, I was during the day. We day drank. We had a lot of fun. We had a hotel. 
you know, that was the sun was still out. <laughs> Once the sun goes down, you know, the monkey's like, yeah, I'm good, man. Like, I'll just sit back and watch TV. There's a race on. I mean, I can't go. Like, you're asking a lot of me, man. Like, I get it. I get it. What the fuck? All right. Okay. If I didn't have messing around, monkey, calm down. If I didn't have, jeez, I mean, we're fucking hurt. Guess what? There's going to be no show next week because the king and monkey are going to fucking stick it out. Um <laughs> we're gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna have a we need, you hell in a cell next week. We'll rebrand it. We'll rebrand the whole show. It'll be something cool. new. We need oh. we need the king and the monkey to do a show. We can't do a show next week without them. I'm it's sure there's a so that's just the one movie you haven't watched, guys. That you could talk about. Your we are not. That is my pick. I'm you can talk about the last dragon. Talk about Cobra. I don't know. Totally talk about the last dragon. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would do the Argento thing with you, man, but I, uh, I've got like a thousand concerts that I've got to go to. So chances are I probably would see that fucking weekend. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, what is the date? What is the date? June eighteenth. Saturday. June eighteenth. That's the Goose Show. I do have so I, I have so no 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 the Goose Show is the next weekend. <laughs> Actually, yes, <laughs> the Goose shows the next weekend at Radio City Music Hall. Um, oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. Oh, man, is there a website where I can find friends? Anybody out there, <laughs> message me on Talking Terror. Here's where you can find you some get, friends. Right. It's you can go to Grinder. I go to Grinder for Sunday nights. That's how I spend my Sunday nights on Grinder. I find another bear, and then we go bear-chested, and we cuddle for a little while, then they go home. And I'm like, yeah, call you next week? And they're like, yeah, no, I'm good. Got to go back to my family. I'm like, what do they always have to have families? Big boy looking for buddies, you know? Yeah, I get a lot of responses. Ever since I grew my beard out, all of a sudden everybody's like, hey, Taylor. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm good. Just don't tell my family. Yeah, if I would, if I shaved my beard off, you with your fucking in your navy outfit. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't. Be <laughs> hey, how I spend my Thursday nights is of no concern. Just because I march around in my navy outfit and I just go, "Hey, sailor, you on grinder?" and I do live videos. Hey, I make some money off of that. How do you think I fund the show? <laughs> That's how he paces it. <laughs> Man, I, I, bro, I, I, I thought it was. We're only asking thirty dollars from you every. You know? <laughs> yeah, but we're only asking thirty bucks from you, King, every <laughs> three months. How, how is this? You're not making much, brother. <laughs> hey, I did because I paid up until November, baby. That's how I did it. I had a great month. I yeah, had a don't, great uh, month. don't knock the king. The king's like been paid off for like the last year, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grinder live videos are where it's at, man. Got to get into it. <laughs> no, no, hey, I got to for radio. You all know that. <laughs> yeah. no. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter. It's like, grow a beard. It'll be fine. Found that out the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dean, what's next? What are you talking about? Can, can the monkey grow facial hair? Yeah, he can, but not very well. Oh, Wow. <laughs> you told me that. You told uh, me that. Uh, you're like, yeah, I can't grow a beard like you can, King. And I'm like, goddamn right. 
No one can grow a beard like you, man. Only like 1970s GI Joe can grow a beard like you. All right, it's so thick and tight and all that kind of stuff. It's like it's oh, like I just want to smack you because <laughs> it's just that's so, I'm so popular good. on Grinder because I got that kung fu so, grip. So the, <laughs> the well, the reason why the king is popular on Grinder is because he's thick and tight. So so there you go. That's right. <laughs> People, what you're missing out on. I keep it real and I got that kung fu grip. That's what they're looking for. <laughs> I'll be here at GI, bro. <laughs> I guess you will. And there I go. I got my talking to dues for like six months. All I have to do is two Fridays. Two shows. And then the ghoul, then the ghoul your pimp is just counting his money off to the side. That's right, baby. Work it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Work what? that ass. Going to another good That's show, right, baby. <laughs> I can get money to get merch. Yes, daddy. <laughs> That's fucking Don't three T-shirts right there. <laughs> yeah. I gotta get stickers. Oh really, man? You know what motherfuckers, motherfuckers charging like fifty, sixty dollars a shirt nowadays, man. It's fucking crazy out there. <laughs> yeah, that's why I do it. I do it for the love of the game and for you. <laughs> right. Oh, thanks, King. Another one of my grinder stories, Dean. What do we have next? What are we talking about? This is what we're talking about, King. Lionsgate, uh, you know, back in 2015, was looking to get in on some reboot action uh, for their film Cube uh, to no avail. It never mm-hmm. happened. But now Lionsgate wants to reopen the conversation, and they are actively seeking pitches uh, for ideas to rebu- reboot uh, the Cube uh, franchise. They're looking for a new, fresh take. So if you've been sitting at home hard at work on ideas for, for, for new Cube, uh, you should take this time to reach out to Lionsgate because they just might want to hear your idea. Well, they don't now I will. Work. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking do it. <laughs> We're busy. You fucking do it. <laughs> you want a Cube so bad? Write us a script. I don't even care if it's fucking it's good. Just make us a script. We'll do it. That's right. My script will just be five pages. Cube. Kill, kill, kill. Cube. We got it. We got a movie. <laughs> Screenplay by the King of Horror. There I am, boys. There I am in the credits. <laughs> just be five pages. Three guys get stuck in a room. They all die. Cube. Like, wow, this Cube reboot's fucking amazing. It was only like 10 minutes long. <laughs> but it was so in-depth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was so much character for only 10 minutes. I was so impressed. It's like, it was written by who? The King of Horror? Oh, we have to contribute to his Grinder account. <laughs> yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you, Daddy. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Got to make my talking to do somehow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So is that it, Dean? Or you got something else you want to talk about before we get into the movie? Uh, you know, now that I think about it, King of Horror, I, I feel that uh, that was the last thing that I wanted hmm. to talk about uh, before we get in, into okay. the movie. And I I oh. know that I'm. You know, wrapping this up like right to the the very wow. minute of, yeah, of okay. how important uh, these time schedules are to you. So 
I choose to uh, end uh, this news segment uh, at the time of which you feel is the appropriate time to make sure uh, that the film is given uh, adequate attention uh, that they often and sometimes don't often deserve. So uh, I will take this opportunity uh, to dedicate the ending of this portion of the news program to you right now at 7 o'clock on the dot. Well, thank you, guys, I and he good was, night. I thought he was milking it. <laughs> Nicely done, great Steve. show. So, all right. So, yes, uh, Monkey, we are talking about your film pick of the week, Bone Tomahawk from 2015, directed by S. Craig Zoller. Uh, why don't you give us a synopsis, what you thought, and then we're going to move on to the boys. Yes, brothers and sisters, open your Bible to the book of the Arthur, chapter 1, verse 69, where we will talk of the times of a little known town called Bright Hope. That's right, brothers and sisters, a good, clean town full of good, clean people that will hurt until a day of reckoning of unknown and godlike proportions would sweep across the land. For little did they know that a horde of godless heathens had ransacked the town of their horses and the hottest bitch in Bright Hope. So with the help of the Sheriff Hunt, it was up to Arthur, a good, God-fearing, but boring as fuck man, to form a posse to rescue his fine-ass yeah, wife yeah. from the soulless cannibals of Bone Tomahawk. Yes! <laughs> I'm so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Monkey. Can, can, you, can you repeat that? Can you repeat that? I missed it. One more time! Yeah! <laughs> for, the, for those in the back! I was yes. kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. <laughs> Watch. You can watch the beginning mm-hmm. up until the kidnapping, 
and then fast forward to that last 20 minutes and you, you fucking saved yourself an hour and 45 minutes of literally watching fucking four guys walk across the desert. Um, which, again, unfortunately, literally. is very, very tedious. It's it's a lot of conversation that doesn't end up going anywhere. There's set up for things that they decide not to do, uh, all of which we'll get to as we go through it. Did I hate this movie? No. It kept my attention. I was I stayed somewhat awake for it. I started dozing off at some point in the middle, but like I, I never fully fell asleep because the ghoul girl caught me on it. She's like, are you sleeping? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. Um, and then, uh, but, but then I was able to uh, to to maintain awakeness for the rest of the film. So I uh, but but I did do it on Monday. So right right Monday was our day off or Sunday? Yeah Sunday yeah, yeah. yeah. Sunday <laughs> instead. There you go. <laughs> I did a, no, so maybe Dean, I did, a I, did str- I did Stranger Things all day Sunday. No. So I did okay. the movie Monday. Sorry, my bad. There we go. So so that there that's important. Okay. So Dean, what do you think about Bone Tomahawk? Uh, you know, my, my take on, on Bone Tomahawk is, is a little bit different in that I really liked uh, Bone Tomahawk. Uh, this was not my uh, first exposure to this film. Uh, this is oh. my first exposure to seeing this film from start to finish uninterrupted. Uh, you know, I previously had seen the first half. This used to be available just for on Prime if you had a subscription. Uh, and I had started watching it at some point, and it was probably late at night, and I fell asleep, and I just ultimately never went back to it but I wasn't doing it then just as I enjoyed it now. One, uh, it had a great cast. Um, I've said many times on the show of, of how much of a, of a huge fan of, of Kurt Russell uh, that I am. And mm-hmm. I am also uh, a big fan of Richard Jenkins. And whenever he shows up, mm-hmm. I like it. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, different than the, the ghoul, I appreciate the, the old West, uh, setting in in film in, in certain but not all applications uh, and this was just like uh, you know kind of like a different take on a like old classic kind of cowboys in Indian story uh, and you know I found it to be a, a gripping you know definitely definitely a horror with based on some of the graphic imagery but more of a of a gripping thriller so uh, I I like Bone Tomahawk, and I was I was happy to get a chance to sit down and watch the whole thing. Fun. Oh, very cool. Okay. What about uh, you? Kay? And for me, yeah, this is like my third time watching uh, Bone Tomahawk. Uh, I watched it when it first came out back in 2015. I rented it. Uh, like the Ghoul, I'm not a big fan of westerns. You know, I just I don't like the old west. I don't care for it. That's why Back to the Future Part Three is like the worst for me because they go back to the old west and I hate it. Uh, but if you're going to present the Western to me and you're going to give something different, you're going to give something kind of cool with a horror adjacent theme to it, uh, then I'm on board. And this is what that movie does. Uh, like uh, the ghoul and the monkey had said, yeah, that third act, it, it hits and it's very well done. You know, it takes a while to get there, but once it gets there, it doesn't let up. Like it just keeps coming at you and it's just a lot of fun. Uh, like the, the Dean had said, great casting. I mean, you have Sid Haig, you have David Arquette, you have, Kurt Russell, Richard Jenkins, Patrick Wilson, Matthew Fox from Lost. So it's got a good cast. Um, and it definitely held my attention. I mean, it's a two-hour and some-odd-minute movie, uh, but it kind of moved like for me. I mean, yes, there's a lot of portions where I'm like, you know what, we didn't need that. But uh, overall, I liked the character development. I liked how they did things with, uh, especially with Patrick Wilson's character, Dwyer, uh, throughout it. But 
at the end of the day, once it ended, I was like, you know what? I was happy with it. Um, and that's surprising because I don't like uh, Westerns too much. Um, but kicking the movie right off, we have our introduction to Sid Haig and David Arquette playing Purvis and Buddy. Purvis, David Arquette, Buddy played by Sid Haig. And they are killing men in the camp and stealing all their loot. And, of course, you have Sid Haig, who's just so fucking wonderful. I mean, I'm so sad he's gone. Just because watching him in this movie especially, knowing he's gone, it's just, it, it kind of added an extra element because he's so good as, as Buddy. You know, just let's get the loot. I know we hear some weird sounds, but stop being a bitch. But, you know, Purvis, let's just get out of here. And they get to the Indian burial ground, and, of course, Purvis is scared. They start hearing weird noises. Uh, so they're like, you know, we have to get out of here. We have to do something. And, of course, Purvis is set upon and Buddy is set upon by arrows. And <clears throat> Buddy is the first one to die. Purvis knocks over his skull as he shoots and tries to escape. And that's when we cut to the town of Bright Hope. Everything's yeah, fine with Bright Hope, isn't it? <laughs> but, of course, they sit there, you know, in the beginning, though. You know, you violate the ground. That's what we. That's what happens. You gotta have the white people go through yeah. and do the stupid mm-hmm. shit to the barrel ground because that's what's gonna set all this <laughs> shit off. But yeah, like you said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love it's uh, mandatory. Sid Haig. Yeah. Uh, Sid Haig is buddy. When they're walking through and they have their guns, and <laughs> Purvis is like, "Oh man, we shouldn't be going through here. Like, you know, we're not invited." He's like, "We got these." We're invited. <laughs> you know, they got their guns. <laughs> Stop it with the womanly instincts. You know, perfect. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Sid Haig is taken out pretty quickly, and I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of sad because I wanted to see more of him. Uh, but, again, like the monkey had said, we cut to the town of Bright Hope, and we get introduced to Arthur O'Dwyer, played by Patrick Wilson. He's a foreman, and his leg is broken, so he's stuck at home with his wife, Samantha, to look after him and tend to his leg. Uh, she's also the doctor's assistant. You know, so that's important. <laughs> you know, so he's like, man, I, I can't wait to just get out of this and, you know, go back to my days as a foreman and they count on me. And she, oh, stop it. It's fine. My thing is that the people in this movie are so clean and so perfectly coiffed. Like, it's 1890. Like, can they look a little dirty? Can they look a little sweaty? Like, they all look yeah. like they've perfectly showered. Their, their beards are perfectly trimmed. Like, it's not a speck of dirt on any of them. Like, come it, on. Like, it, it's a perfect dirty, 70 degrees, perfectly 70 degrees outside all the time. <laughs> I know. But yet they're all perfectly coiffed and, and good looking and just, you know, kept and everything like that. I'll be okay. So it's fine. Um, we see that Purvis goes into Bright Hope at night and he's burying the stolen loot. And he hears the same eerie sounds that he heard earlier. And then we cut to the town's tavern where Mr. Bruder, played by Matthew Fox, enters, noticing the place is a ghost town. The piano player is the fucking sleepiest guy ever. And he's like, I don't care. Like, I know it says like a dime, but I don't feel like playing fucking music. And he's like, oh, come on, I'll, I'll give you extra play. He's like, eh, uh. <laughs> Like, this town is so sleepy that even the piano player doesn't want to get up and play because there's nobody in the, the tavern anyway. Um, then we it's cut a dead to town. The sheriff's, 
Yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a dead well, town. It's, it's not a dead quiet, it's a dead boring town. It's literally a yep. town that is just at the very beginning of itself, you know? It's 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 a small mm-hmm. it's not even a town, it's a community really at this point. It's it just is. a small very little like, community. You know, yeah. You can only imagine there's only like ten people living in this town, maybe fifteen at best. Um, we get introduced to Sheriff Hunt, played by Kurt Russell, who is cooking up some soup. When he gets interrupted by detect, uh, Deputy Chickory, played by Richard Jenkins, running in, saying that, listen, I could use some soup. I haven't eaten all day. And he's like, you know what? If you're going to be my deputy, you have to eat some food. You have to eat three meals a day. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Sheriff. And he's like 70 years old. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, I love the fact that Hunt expects him to be the deputy, but at the same time, I think it's okay. You know, he tells him to blow on the soup, and he immediately eats it right away and spits it all over the floor. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sheriff. Mm. You know, but anyway, I well, saw a man. He looked suspicious. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, so, of course, Hunt's like, well, you know what? Let's go on and take a look at this man, and you know, let's see what we can find out. Let's go over to the tavern and see if he's there. So we intercut that with Samantha and O'Dwyer banging. And, of course, O'Dwyer doesn't like to be on the bottom. He likes to be hey. a top man. So once you get to yeah, top, see, show you how a man does it. Yeah, that, that's the problem, man. Okay, you got you got a busted leg. Okay, and I know the ghoul has been there, like I have, with with a busted leg. Oh yeah, King, you have too. And when those situations <laughs> yeah. happen, and and you know your lady is trying to be nice and get on top and looking as fine as she does and rocking it like she was doing, you don't sit there and be like, no, we have to do this the right way. Why? Because he's a good Christian man, so therefore he, they got to sit there and do it the Christian way, you know. No, I, just, I don't know if that was it. I just figured he couldn't finish with her on top, man. Yeah, you know, it's, it's very, it's very difficult. You know, I, I, this, it's, I have not very often been able to finish on with somebody else on top myself. You know, I prefer what? to, to like either it. finish on top or be in doggy. You know, it's uh, it's well, doggy. Well, I can what? understand, but yeah. On top, yeah, no, it's been real easy. <laughs> it takes me a while. Yeah, it's like shit. You can get on there and then turn that shit around, and turn that into reverse cowboy. Oh. Hell yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. yes, reverse yes. cowboy. Yes. Three yes. cowgirl. Yes. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I hope mm. it ain't cowboy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> King, uh, you, you, you hey. and him, you can do whatever you want. Be. It could be. Um, hey. uh, Howdy, cowboy. No, listen, I'm, I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. Believe me, man, the cool girl rocks my fucking world with it. But at the same time, too, it's just it's not the same sensation. And, you know, I don't know, after That's 15 true. to fucking 20 That's minutes uh, of that, it's, yeah. you know, you you got to kind of change it up, man. I'm um, not saying you don't so, got to change it up. Yeah. But still, though, I took that, you know, in retrospect later as we get into more shit is just he's just an upset Christian me. guy at, Yep. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, Absolutely. you know, he, Absolutely. He, he, he's just got to do it the Christian way. Man, old dog, boring as fuck. <laughs> and, of course, she anyway. goes fucking crazy for it. She's, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know. I was like, okay, so we, we have that. Um, She's like, proceed, again, proceed. She liked it. He hit a G-spot, dude. Patrick Wilson's passing. <laughs> and, again, it's like, it's cool. It's not necessary, but whatever. You know, we're going to go with it because we have to intercut that. Uh, but we have Hunt and Chickory arriving at the tavern. Dude, I love that fuck scene, at the bar. That was like the best part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I was, it was kind of weird. Like, yeah, ready to go. didn't really do anything, but 
So Hunt and Trickery arrive at the tavern, purposes at the bar having a drink, and Hunt questions him about what he's doing in Bright Hope. Um, and, you know, uh, you can call me Buddy. He's like, I don't think I like you very much, Buddy. And, of course, <laughs> this is when he tries to get a quick escape, and Hunt shoots him in the leg, taking him down. Bruder, who's in the tavern, runs over to O'Dwyer and Samantha's home and tells him that a drifter's been shot in the leg by the sheriff. And since Doc Taylor's drunk, Samantha's going to have to remove the bullet from Purvis's leg. So she gets her equipment. She's like, hey, honey, I'm going to go over to the tavern. I got to take a bullet out of somebody's leg. He's like, hey, have fun. I'll be here. Elevate that leg. You got it. <laughs> so, of course, he's going to relax. I suck and... any dick on the way to the tavern. Um... 37? <laughs> 37, I reckon. Oh, yeah, you know, but, like it's, but, uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's a weird one here because, like, like here's the thing, man, and, like, uh, uh, this, is, this is where I start to question some stuff. And obviously, look, we don't know anything about what is – tracking him at right. this point of the film. But with the retrospect of what we know about these these troglodytes and whatnot, how is it that this buffoon gets away from them for so many days? Right. They seem like they're yeah. fucking decent enough hunters that that fucking moron would not get that far. Yeah, he would. He should have been killed right away. Especially when we're talking about a five, we were talking about a five-day ride to get to this place, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's fine, you know, no injuries or anything like that, until Hunt shoots him, of course, in the leg. Um, but we later but, uh, see... But also, the, but, yeah. but also, though, when they get the nurse and, you know, he's like, yeah, you know, got someone in the jail, <laughs> and she's immediately like, the, the sheriff Hunt shoots someone in the leg again? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> This is not the first Hello, time this has happened. Nurse. Yeah. <laughs> I almost thought that he was the one that shot O'Dwyer in the leg. Because when he said it's not the first time, like, did he shoot O'Dwyer in the leg? Like, is this just a thing that he does? He just shoots people in the leg? Well, O'Dwyer wasn't shot. O'Dwyer broke his leg falling off the roof, though. He did, yeah. yeah. But for a second, I was like, did he shoot him off that roof? <laughs> was he just like, I'm not that roof. <laughs> <laughs> Your, your, wife, <laughs> your wife said, don't be trying to fix that roof in the, that weather. <laughs> Pow, get down there. Bam. <laughs> oh, he shot me, Sarah. Oh, I didn't kill you. I just shot you in the leg. Uh, um, but we see uh, Deputy Nick and Chickory playing chess as Bruder and Mrs. O'Dwyer arrive with the, all the medicine that needs to take care of Purvis. Um, Nick decides he's going to stay behind with Samantha while this operation happens. So that way, Chicory, Bruder, and Hunt get to go home and just, you know, spend the rest of their night until the morning where they can figure out what they're going to do. So she does manage to get the bullet out of Purvis, who wakes up, and she tells him that she just gave him a tincture of opium. It's going to be fine. You know, it's all good. You know, these oh, things happen. Oh, yeah. And meanwhile, across town, as night falls, we see Buford, a stable hand walking through and he's seeing some weird things happening in the stable with the cows and the cattle. And he immediately gets a bone tomahawk to the head and a throat slash. So he's dead. And Clarence, the bartender is the one that discovers the body. And he's like, Oh, Sheriff, huh, Sheriff, huh, there's terror in the town. Beaver's dead. And he's like, all right. All right. Did you go to the sheriff's station? Yeah, but it's empty. There's nobody there. It's empty. And he's like, all right. All right. Relax, everybody. Okay. I'm just going to twist my mustache <laughs> up. 
because my mustache is up, that means there's danger. And we're going to go check out what's going on. But also before that, apparently his, uh, you know, the sheriff's wife was sick, but then the, the sheriff made her feel better last night too. So apparently, you know, it must have been a full moon or something because things were definitely going on in the town last night where people were definitely getting their action going on. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And when they when the group reaches the the tavern, uh, not the tavern, the the jail, it is empty. You know, uh, O'Dwyer's wife is gone, Purvis is gone. Sam's got like everybody is missing, but there's an arrow in the wall. And they like, well, they, they left. A, they left a clue. Okay. <laughs> hey, let's go get the professor and have him meet us down at the learned goat. You know the tavern, and we're just going to go ahead and figure it out. And of course, the professor is a Native American who's like, "Hey, yeah, this isn't like regular. Uh, this is uh, an arrow from what you would call a troglodyte. You know, they just they're they're just savages." They have their own language, they're inbred, and they're extremely dangerous. Hey, anyway, guys, good luck uh, with whatever you want to do. I'm not going with you. I'm a professor. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's a yeah. map, and where they are is in the yeah. Valley of the Starving Men. Good luck, uh, and you know what? I'm out. So they decide that they're going to man up. They're going to get a posse together. Hunt has to tell Dwyer, listen, your wife's gone. We're going to figure it out. He's like, huh, no way you're going without me, Sheriff. Like, you got a broken leg, dude. Like, you're a liability. We don't want you coming. He's like, fuck that, dude. My wife's gone missing. i got to come with you. So, of course. And uh, so the whining begins. Just to dial back a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean, we're kind of, like, rolling through certain things here. So, like, the professor character, right? Here, to me, would be an interesting character to bring in and keep. In the movie, yeah, yep, you know, absolutely. Like, why are you bringing in Don yeah. McLaren, who little McLaren? <laughs> how I don't, he's Crow Daddy from Doctor Sleep, you know, like the the cool girl yeah, has the biggest yeah, crush yeah. on that character yep. because he's fucking, he's <laughs> yeah. just cool, and the guy has a cool look <laughs> yeah. and a cool demeanor about him. Yes, like I absolutely. get it, I get why she would be like, yeah, he's hot. Um, you know, I'm like, God damn, I fucking, I need fucking long hair. And, fucking look like a native and shit, but, you know, whatever. I can play one on you. Um, just close, close your eyes, baby, and we can pretend. Um, but, like, you know, like, why you don't bring this character in and keep him as, you know, and listen, is it the stereotype of a Western, the Native American guide character? Yes. Yes, it is. But it's a fun fucking character. Chavez, yeah. Young Guns, was a fucking fun character, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I, so I, I, this guy should have stayed. He was the one that gave us all the information on these troglodytes. He should have been a part of this expedition, and I don't know, for, for whatever reason, they're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. here he is. Bye. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> yeah, but like, fuck you guys. I'm yeah, not dying but, but in the hands of these fucking savages. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is where they, you know, break, they break trope, and they're like, "Uh, no, fuck no." And he's like, "Uh, what? You, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you got to think about going against your own kind." He goes, "Nah, this is not my own kind. This is way fucking worse." Good luck, motherfuckers. Yes. I'm well, not that fucking stupid. Then, then <laughs> give us a comedic line or something along the lines of that, you know, where it's like, "Fuck you guys, I you don't want to die." Fuck. You know, like so something to go with that, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I get that point, yeah. But it's clearly he's not going. He knows that, you know, how dangerous they are. So he's like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm just going to go home and comb my hair and just say, hey, listen, have a good time. 
Uh, so, <laughs> they call me the fucking only reading the book. Reason. I'm, I'm smart, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like the, uh, the the kid from Crip Show 2. He's like, check out my hair. I'm going to comb it. Yeah, all the girls with my hair. <laughs> you know. Um, so Chicory insists that he goes along. Hunt agrees. So the men prepare to go out loading up their weapons. Hunt controls his, uh, consoles his wife and says, hey, listen. It's going to be okay. I'm going to get her back. We're going to go out. And she's like, you better come home. And he's like, yeah, I promise. Wink, wink. Probably not, but we'll see. <laughs> Chicory goes and visits his wife in the cemetery, telling her about the mission that he's upon. And, of course, there's Bruder, who's just like, oh, y'all, I killed a lot of men in the Indian War, so I'll be with you, and I'll probably save you. And it's like, <laughs> like I don't want to hate this guy because he's so charismatic at the same time. It's like, just shut up for a minute. <laughs> just Take a minute and not talk. <laughs> you know, but I get why he's doing it. You know, he is he's smart, and he is there for a purpose. He served in the Indian War, and he killed a whole lot of them, as we find out uh, towards the end of the movie. Um, but as all of the yeah, we, set find, up, and we find out why, but again, when we're looking at the time frame, yeah. you know, we, we do understand that there would be people that would have bad blood towards those people, you know, we obviously we know mm-hmm. enough about history yeah. to know that this kind of shit went down. I have to say, you know, just like you said, you know, like it's a character that, you know, whatever you, you don't want to like, but yeah, you, you kind of do. I have to say brilliant performance by Matthew Fox. I yes. didn't even yeah, realize absolutely. that was him really? until later in wow. the film. And I was like, holy fucking shit. That's Matt. Like I knew he was in the movie. I remember seeing his name somewhere. And, like, waiting for him to pop up. And, like, I kept looking at that character and saying, like, I, for some reason I think I know this guy, but I couldn't figure out from where. And then it, like, suddenly dawned on me that that was actually him. And I was like, wow, you know what? Great, great job fucking, like, completely falling into the role. Jack from Lost, yeah. And he's so good as Bruder in this movie. Um, yeah, you know, so the, the journey to the Valley of the Starving Men begins – uh, at night, Bruder sets up a line of bells around the camp, and Chickory's like, what the fuck is he doing that for, fucking idiot? And he's like, I'm not an idiot. I'm doing it for a reason. In case anybody decides <laughs> to come into the camp, we'll kill them right away. And then we see O'Dwyer, Hunt, and Chickory eat dinner together, and Bruder's like, yeah, fuck you guys. I'm going to sit apart from you. I'm so badass. I don't need to be around you. Like, you know, and, of course, Chickory's like, well, uh, yeah, listen. We're all married men, you know? And he's like, you're a widow, by the way. And he's like, yeah, well, you've never been married. He's like, yeah, because I'm fucking smart. And I was like, yeah, Bruder. Yeah, Bruder. (laughs) (laughs) Smart man, don't get married. And I was like, all right. (laughs) You know, agreed. And he's like, yeah, what woman would want you? And he's like, I've had plenty of pussy, thank you, Chickory. Why don't you go back and (laughs) And he's, 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 yeah, had but, but, he's had relations. He's had relations with many of the women in the town. But again, though, here we have the thing, though, of you know um, uh, Arthur being the Christian because before everyone eats, he makes everyone stop and pray, you know, before, <laughs> and you know, say, say grace before they have their meal, even though they're like they're in the middle of nowhere and all that kind of shit. It's like, man, fuck you. I'm like. Doing this, I'm sitting there trying to help you with your fucking limp ass through the fucking wilderness, mm-hmm. and you're going to sit there, and I'm yep. fucking starving. Let me eat my fucking food. 
Shut the fuck up. You want to pray? You go ahead and pray, but don't sit there and stop me from eating. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bruder has no uh, intention of praying. He's like, I'm just going to eat my shit. Spoken, I've seen enough spoken shit. like a true fucking heathen. You know what I mean? Remember, this country <laughs> was founded upon Catholic and Christian principles, man. Um, and yeah, Bruder, <laughs> I think the only reason why I think Bruder is the way he is in that regard, besides being impatient, besides being vain, he's also seen the kind of atrocities that tend to change a person's belief onto whether or not God even exists. You know, as we find out, mm-hmm. he has yeah. killed, you know, women. He has killed children. To, to him, you know, death is just simply death. And yeah, in his mind, if there is a God, why wouldn't he stop that kind of stuff from happening? Right. Why wouldn't God stop his, well, his mom and his sister from being murdered, you know, and so forth and so right. forth. So there's a reason. There's, there's a, a direct reason why the character is the way he is there. But everything mm-hmm. else falls he in line with the principles of the yeah. time frame. Yeah, but mm-hmm. he's Back the season war veteran that's actually seen shit. He <laughs> yeah, was part of the Indian War. He's seen shit. You know, so that's why he's so kind of jaded about the whole thing. Um, and then, wait, you know, on that night, two men approach the camp, and they want to come in. And, of course, Hunt saying, you know what, you know, light up some matches so we can see your face, toss down your weapons, and come toward us. Farted. But Bruder immediately just shoots him, you know, kills both of the strangers. And Bill Bruder insists to the men that they were scouts from a raid party. And so, of course, Hunt's like, you know, why the fuck did you do that? This isn't the way to do it. And Bruder's like, this is the way I do it. So Bruder immediately tells us they have to pack up quickly and move to another spot because if they don't move, the Ray party is going to come and they're going to take all their stuff. But, of course, what happens, they go to the next spot and they're ambushed. O'Dwyer manages to save Bruder from being killed by one of the raiders, but their horses are all stolen except for Bruder's horse who tried to fight back against the raiders and is mortally wounded. And I just love Bruder. <laughs> He's like, I know what I need to do. Takes his gun. Thank you for your service. And just takes out his horse. I mean, that's the only thing that you can do is to put it out of its misery. So O'Dwyer suggests that they need to take everything with them and just bury the rest. So just take what you need, bury the rest. We'll sleep only during the day, two-day walk. And Hunt is concerned because O'Dwyer is just kind of not doing so well with his leg. And, of course, O'Dwyer is like, I need to no. get my wife. And he's like, we'll just go ahead yeah. without you. It's, it's fine. Like, we just stay here. Yeah, just stay we'll here. Just ahead. stay here with your crippled ass and lay in the fucking sun in the desert. You'll be <laughs> right. fine, man. Bleeding all over yeah. the place. You're gonna be fine. You're not gonna get an infection. You know, uh, you're not gonna get nope. attacked or eaten by an animal. No. Like you're, you're all set. Nothing. Yeah, it's, it's fine. <laughs> no, I mean, listen. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two taught us that you know, if you have your period, you, you can fucking attract bears. Yeah, well, uh, Dwyer might have his period. He's gonna attack a <laughs> <Hair. right> bear. <laughs> Putting the whole team in jeopardy. Um, He's definitely menstruating throughout the entire fucking movie. (laughs) So, yeah, O'Dwyer decides that he's going to go ahead. He's going to get the lead. So he's going to walk ahead, and then eventually the men will catch up to him and then decide what to do next. So Chicory gives him a little telescope so he can see better ahead. And eventually O'Dwyer makes it to a spot where the men are now sleeping. So he lays down next to them and falls asleep, only to be woken up later by Hunt. And Chickory tells him that Bruder found a pond. We were filled with canteens. We got you some provisions. You know, so this is going to be for the next leg of the trek. Hunt tells him that they'll make the areas ahead marked with rocks. And, of course, Dwyer's like, well, fuck your rocks. I just want to catch up with you. I want to go with you. Um, But Bruder tells him, hey, listen, it's all right. When I find your wife, 
I might pass along the message. He's like, fuck you, Bruder. And they get into a fight. And, which <laughs> and then further he fucked up his leg even worse. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in a fit of rage, he punches Bruder, falls, and hurts his leg. So I was like, okay, well, now you're too much damaged. So even Hunt's like, listen, your leg's fucked up. We got to take it off. And he's like, you're not taking my leg. And he's like, well, the only other thing we can do is set it. So here, have some tincture of opium. And we're going to restate your leg. You're going to pass out. Don't take too much. And you'll catch up with us when you can. We'll just follow the stones that we leave behind. So it's like, all right. So they reset the leg and they leave O'Dwyer behind as they trek further into the Valley of the Starving Men, which is what they find. And when they're there, they find the cave. It's upon high. The three men are like, okay, do you think there's anybody in there? But before they could even make a plan, all of them are shot. He should have taken his leg. You know, as we were watching it, like, you know, we, we assumed that that's where they were going to go with it. You know what I mean? They gave the looks, they did this, they did that, they gave him the tincture. Oh, yeah. yep. I figured he was, was going to go unconscious. They were going to realize that there was no way to set it and, and it wasn't going to work. Yeah. And all they could do was take the leg, you know, and that what we would get is we wouldn't know until the character woke up. And then tried to get up and realize that, oh, fuck, I don't have a leg anymore. Um, yeah. I think that was a missed opportunity. It was, but they did what he asked. You know, they, they reset his leg, they gave him the tincture of opium, and they left him, you know, so he could follow the stones. And like I, I said, if they that's reached what he the asked. alley. I'm talking as well, a movie you know, they, viewer. They, I wanted to see the I fucking <laughs> leg cut off, you know. <laughs> yeah, me too. Funny thing, Believe me, it the stone great, thing, but... the stone trail was great because all it did was remind me of Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. You know, court with the whole entire <laughs> yeah. fucking thing. Oh, with some, you know, you know with, the guy's got the Native American dad and stuff with the wife, and he wanted to take off on his own, and the son wanted to follow later <laughs> on. You know, <laughs> and you know, you know the squam. You know, you know he follows the uh, the stones, and you know he finds his dad. And, you know, they get together, and you know it's the whole thing, right? This camp sucks. Um, so once they reach that cave and they try to figure out what's in it they're shot out by arrows hunt is shot you know the arm by an arrow chicory is knocked in the head uh and bruder immediately sees the attack happening in front of them he tries to fight back but his hand is cut off by a bone dude see (laughs) and and his good hand too man because he was left in this movie (laughs) oh Mm -hmm. But then, but then after he does that, then he tries to pull the Red Dawn, all right, to kind of move here where he's like, give me the dynamite. I'm going to sit there and light my cigar, and I'm going to take as many of them with me as I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and we're and like, okay, even, maybe you can take yeah. out a couple. And, no, and, he, but, and no. unfortunately, no. Doesn't get to. I think he takes well, out one. he says, yeah. <laughs> he, takes out, he takes out he one. Says, I like... I, I yeah. like the surprises here. You know, it's it's a shocking yeah. moment yep. when all this shit happens. Yeah. It happens quick. Mm-hmm. It happens fast. And it's like you're kind of, for the first time, we're seeing these fuckers in the light. And you know what? They're, they're, I'm not going to lie. If I'm fucking walking through some kind of fucking, like, uh, we've got something that looks similar down the road from us. We call it Mars and shit like that. It used to be a, mm-hmm. a gun range. So we, we like to walk up there when we take our walks or whatever. 
And it's, it's very Correct. much, it looks exactly like this. If I turned around and all of a sudden one of these motherfuckers with all this fucking white shit on their body came fucking running out, <laughs> making whistly fucking sounds with some kind of fucking Ooh. bone contraption, I'd pro- I don't even know if I'd have enough time to shit my pants real quick, you know, before being <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I'm going to die. <laughs> well, and, and Bruder does tell them, like, I don't want to live as a cripple. Like, I'll die on this hill. Like, so I will shoot as many as I can. I know I'm going to die. Like, I know they're going to take me out, but I'm not dying as a cripple. So, yeah, he lights a cigar, he's too gets vain. the repeater. He's too vain to be a cripple. <laughs> exactly. So he grabs the repeater, and he sees one of those. Uh... Yes, Steve. I was just saying, a little drink, a little smoke, and, uh, you know, yep. just sit there and, and buy your time. So, yeah, he, we see one of the troglodytes running out, attacking him, and we hear a shot. So we don't know whether or not he's dead yet. We just know that he shot at the troglodyte who is coming at him. We see Hunt and Chikori continue over to the cave where they are set upon by numerous troglodytes, and Hunt is eventually taken down and choked out by one of the troglodytes <laughs> who decides to shove a bone into his fucking mouth and then knock him unconscious so they could drag him into the caves to put him in a cage. And as we see Chicory being dragged away, he sees that Bruder did not make it. Bruder was killed. So we see one of the bone uh, weapons that they use just protruding out of him. So we know that Bruder didn't make it. Um, and then we hear the troglodyte screaming, which sounds like a scream matched with like a train whistle blowing up to the, <laughs> the cave so that they can get the, the bodies up to the cave where they're going to be put into cages. And that's where they see Samantha for the first time since we saw her at the jail cell, she's been put into one of these uh, cells, and she tells him that she's okay. Nick's not very well, and also, hey, Purpose was eaten, so <laughs> he's not <laughs> with us anymore. He got killed. Ate that mother. So, as <laughs> but also, and wait, she, okay, yeah, good. Right, but okay, but okay, yeah, but but he's like, yeah, when we get to this section, though, you know, we kept hearing all this stuff from Arthur about, you know, all, you know, he's so fucking pissed off because, you know, of yeah. what they might do to his wife and violating him and stuff like that. No, she's perfectly fine, fully clothed, not, not violated in any way, shape, or form. It's like, okay, so you tell me a bunch right. of horny-ass people in the middle of the fucking Wild West where women are fucking rare, you know. Right. They're not going to fucking take advantage of that? And They say, never nope, go into it. They never fine. go into whether she was violated. Like, you have to assume that she would be, but they never say anything. She never says anything. Like, there's no drop line. Well, like, uh, yeah, they took me. They violated me. No, and she's still yeah. wearing her clothes, which I would assume mm-hmm. she had been violated. They would have been all, all torn, but they do avoid it. They do avoid it completely. And, like, you know, she seems to shy away from any conversation as far as anything going on. Now, we also know, like she tells us, that, you know, there's two pregnant women with fucking, you know, mm-hmm. that, that are blind. Um, yeah. So and their arms are we, we don't know. We, well, yes, which is what we see later. But at the, at the early part of it, she just says there's two pregnant ones and they're blind. Um, so, like, I, I'm just assuming that they're, like, blind and wandering around the fucking place or whatever. But, nah, what we find fucking later is fucking real, 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 some real nasty shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. We thought that they could the, the, it's one of those where you don't know if the right thing to do in that situation would have been to put them out of their fucking misery. But, you know, that's, that's a debate <laughs> yeah. for an entire fucking – we have enough problems with that kind of shit in this country. Um, oh, yeah. 
but you know it's uh it's 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 weird how they do avoid it and they they, they don't you know what i mean i in my mind, I feel like she wasn't, but it would make sense that she would have been, like the monkey said, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely she would have been. They're savages. Like, they, they, you know, they see a woman, you know, she has a vagina, so of course they're going to want to attack her that way. But they don't play it that way. So we don't really know what she suffered through, but we don't really have enough time to kind of figure that out because as soon as Chicory and Hunt are put into their cage, the, the savages take Nick from his holding cell and drag him out. So, of course, Hunt's like, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You know, the cavalry's on their way. They're right behind us. These savages aren't going to do anything to you. I promise you. And Nick's like, yeah, Meanwhile, they're stripping them there. Like, I'm <laughs> screwed, dude. Like, just send my belongings back to my brothers. They'll know what to do with it. I am fucked, dude. And he's like, no, 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 no. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. You're fine. We're going to take it out of this. And the troglodytes immediately scalp him and then feed his scalp into his face. You know, just shoving it into his mouth before they take him away. And then we get to see a terrifier moment where he's immediately hung up by his ankles and chopped right down the well, middle like well, a fucking hold on, hold on. Maybe in terrifier we saw a bone tomahawk moment. Because bone tomahawk is first. <laughs> yes. I mean, I say terrifier for the fans at home. It's so terrifier. Bone tomahawk came first. So, yeah. So it could be that they ripped off bone tomahawk. But either way, we get to see this poor guy get chopped right in the dick. And so he splits in the middle, and they can rip him apart like a, a wishbone. And then they just eat him. So of course, Actually, you know, they're laughing. Okay, so wait, like, oh, All Hollows Eve came out in 2013, which is what introduced the character, Whoa. though, of Art the Clown. So, but they did not have that killing in that movie. They did not have it, but it would follow the following year after this movie. So maybe they had the idea to do it, but they just couldn't pull it off. Who knows? That well, you wild. know what? We're talking about Bon Tomahawk yeah. doing it. So, yeah, the wishbone kill, yeah. you know, with, with Nick That's being killed. That's greater men inside. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll let that up for debate on the Talking Terror pages. Um, but he's <laughs> later consumed. We see one of the chocolates eating his leg and just tossing it down. Uh, <laughs> just, just walking around <laughs> like, it's a, like it's a fucking turkey leg at a rent fair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Chicory asks Hunt, like, are you serious about the cavalry? Like, they're really behind us? He's like, no, man. Like, I lied. Like, of course. Like, if I was in that situation, I would want somebody to tell me that, whether or not I was going to die. And he's like, but you lied, Sheriff. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, but still. I was trying to comfort the guy before he died. And we have Samantha yeah. asking and, about I mean, Nick, her husband. Nick knew yeah. what was happening because they watched this happen with Purvis. So, you know what I mean? They, they know full well what they're in for. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and we have Samantha asking about her husband, and they're like, well, he came with us. You know, he, he's down and out, you know, but he's coming. You know, we left. So, and she's like, what the fuck are you guys even doing? Like, you guys are just such <laughs> assholes. Like, you guys are just such <laughs> men. <laughs> of course he would do this. Like, he's injured. He has a broken leg. What the fuck are you even having him come here for? And they're like, well, we didn't really have time to think. Just we just kind of She's like, of course he just acted. You're all a bunch of idiots. That's what's wrong with living in the West. It's all the damn idiots. She's <laughs> <Yep. laughs> like, you, can, you know, dressing them down. And they're like, but we didn't know. She's like, yeah, of course you didn't know. You know, and so they, they talk about the wire and how he's been put on the shelf because of the stones. And they ask how many of the troglodytes there are. Samantha estimates that there's about 12, but now down to nine because some of the posse was killed by Hunt and his crew. So, all right, 
We have nine that we have to deal with. We have nine to take out. We could do it. We just have to figure out a plan. And they realize <laughs> that they still have the plastic opium tincture. So they're going to try to poison as many as they can. They have two fingers worth. We're going to go ahead and we're going to do it. We're just going to try to poison them. Meanwhile, a Dwyer wakes up and he follows a trail by the stones and nearly passes out from walking because of his leg, but he hears the sounds of the troglodytes, that weird whistle train sound. And he tries to fall to the ground, crawl on his hands and knees to find a resting place because he needs to rest. So he puts the hat over his head, sleep. But, you know, but, now, okay. as he, as he crawls, but now as he crawls around on the ground, now his cross has come out, okay? Yeah. And, you know, he has, you know, had some moments of looking up to the sky going, God, this is what I was talking about. This is what I need help with uh, against these godless heathens. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yes, the cross did come out, and I was like, okay, of course we have that, that imagery to go from. Uh, so Hunt, meanwhile, on the cage, he's pretending to drink from the flask, and Chickory's like, I just need a taste. I just need it. Come on, don't share it all. And the troglodytes are like, what's in that flask? And they take it from him. Two of them take really deep drinks from that flask. There's not enough for the third one. So Samantha basically tells them one's going to be unconscious, one's going to die, and the other's not going to be affected. But you guys fucked up because there's probably more coming, and you're going to leave out the wire with seven to take out on his own with a busted leg. Thanks, guys. Really sweet of you to do that. <laughs> you know, so it's great. <laughs> And then we cut back to Dwyer waking up with the troglodytes entering where he's sleeping. And he hears them coming, you know, hides the best that he can, and then he kills them both with his gun. And the one troglodyte is like fucking Michael Myers taking fucking multiple shots. Just like, yep, that's it, that's it. Come on. You got more? Like, yeah, I just got to reload for a second. <laughs> I just got to reload. And he kills Give me a second. the final Give me a second. <laughs> Reloading. <laughs> Reloading. <laughs> reload, reload, reload. And he finally shoots the, the troglodyte, falls down dead, and he discovers this wound in the troglodyte's neck. And he decides that he's going to do a little bit of operation and take out whatever's in this troglodyte's throat, which happens to be this bone whistle. So this is how they communicate. So that's what's thrown into their throats. That's how they communicate. And O'Dwyer's going to use it to his advantage. But, of course, there's a lot of blood in it, so he's got to clear that out. A little bit of blood. There's a little bit of guts going yeah. on here. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the other thing that is out, that all these all these whistles out. are done all these whistles are done by all of the, the troglodytes having these trachs in their throat in their throat. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, <laughs> and these whistles are put in there. Yeah. You know, they all have it. They all have these wounds that we later see. Um, but he manages to clear the blood out, and he blows the whistle, and the troglodyte means like, huh, what? Anybody call me? Bam! Kills him. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I should have known better. You know, it shouldn't have come out. I was reading a magazine, and now I'm dead. You know, so now O'Dwyer knows that he could use it to his advantage. Meanwhile, back in the cave, the chief of the savages approaches, realizing what's happened, that his people have been poisoned. Hunt's dragged out of his cage and immediately cut open in the abdomen. And this is like one of those things where I'm like, it's got to be shock. Because they cut his abdomen open, and he doesn't even react to it. He's like, what? You just cut open my chest? Like, that's weird. And then when they grab the, the flask, it's been heated up on the ground, they toss it into his abdomen, and he immediately like, oh, oh no! 
fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't want this to happen. And I was yeah. like, oh, you didn't feel the cut, but you felt the, you felt the flask going in to your abdomen. You know, and Hunt is immediately shot in the arm by the troglodyte who's using the repeater on him and runs out of bullets. So Chickory's like, oh, he doesn't know how to reload. We're fine. <laughs> We're good. Like, he doesn't know. But he quickly learns how to reload this repeater because he immediately just goes to town on it, putting in the bullets, and then reloads it so he could shoot at Hunt. Because he, he was originally going to go for his dick and didn't have the bullets, but now he knows how to reload it. So he's going to fire on Hunt one more time. Um, he calls out to Arthur because he hears shots being fired as Hunt is shot in the chest. So now Hunt is mortally wounded in the chest, has a flask kicking out of his abdomen, and he manages to stab the chief into the foot. So as soon as Arthur arrives, he's able to take out the chief. And by decapitation, Hunt cuts that foot right off. Just cuts that head right off. And now there's three left. Hunt knows he's going to die, so he tells Samantha, Dwyer, and Chickory to get out of there. <gasps> like, you know, that bre- like that was such good acting by Kurt Russell. I mean, just that breathing that he's doing, knowing that he's got that flash sticking out of his abdomen, knowing he's not going to make it. Just give me the repeater. And they all say their goodbyes. Even Chickory's like, I don't want to leave you, Sheriff. And he's like, let's go. <laughs> but just seeing him laying there with that thing sticking out of his chest, like, you know he's not going to make it. He's just going to make that final stand, just like Bruder wanted to make, except that Hunt still has both his hands. So he's going to try to do what he can. So, so Peter seems to be bad luck in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that once O'Dwyer, Chicory, and Samantha manage to get out of the cave, once they leave, they hear three shots. Boom, boom, boom. And that's all that's left of the troglodyte. So they have to assume that Hunt took them all out. So we have O'Dwyer reaching for the bone whistle. He blows it, and none of them come. So it's assumed that all the troglodytes are gone. So what we, failed to mention, uh, what we failed to mention is that as they're exiting the cave, like the ghoul and I were talking about, we do see two women that are troglodytes pregnant with their eyes removed and their limbs also removed. So it's like, eh, well, that's what they do to their pregnant women. That's horrible, but they're, that's what they do. They're, they're women's lib and equality haven't yet reached that part of the cave. <laughs> And I don't know. It's just me with the ending, though. What I wanted was <laughs> them, when, you know, after Kurt Russell decided to make his stand, okay, they sit there mm-hmm. and walk past the pregnant women, and then instead of 12, realize she didn't realize how big the valley is and how big the clan is. And there was like a clan of not 12, but like 120. And it's just mm. a whole mass of them. And then it just turns into just a big old just blood-soaked screen of just the, the, the party getting mutilated by like bone tomahawks and, you know, dismemberment and shit like that all over the fucking place. No one fucking oh, so gets out because... Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I fucking want is like you gotta you gotta sit there and go here, you know, go here yeah. and leave yeah. the audience uncomfortable as fuck. All right. When they walk out of the tunnel, yeah, and it's just nothing but troglodytes as far as the eye can see, and it's just 
you know, sprawl, sprawl, sprawl yeah. all over the place. No, nobody fucking makes it out. But instead, we yeah. get, again, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, King. No, I was going to say I like that idea. You know, I like the fact that they thought that there were 12, but there's a lot more, which would have been a lot of fun, yes. But at the same time, like, I honestly was not upset with the ending. I was upset that Kurt Russell died because I love Kurt Russell. I don't ever want to see him get hurt. I want to see him make it he, to the end of the movie. But you know what? He dies in so many movies. And he dies, and he, when he does die, he dies yep. so oh, yeah. well. Like the end of Poseidon. <laughs> like I get choked up just fucking yeah. thinking about watching his ass drown. You know? Look at him late. Yeah. Same fucking years. Yes. Two months later, oh. he's going to die in another fucking oh. Western. You know what I mean? Like Kurt Russell just fucking yeah. dies and things. And it's like, God damn, man, I don't want to watch this movie anymore. I know. Yeah. Hateful Eight is a great example, too, because I didn't want to see him die in that movie. He was such a bad villain that was so good. But at the same time, you didn't want to see him get taken out. So, yeah, to see him get taken out Daisy with that flash kind of disaster. I just hated it. I was like, I want my Jack Burton yeah. back. The guy's going to live to see another day. <laughs> you know, not, 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 you know, share a pot. Um, but, yeah, no, that would have been a great ending, but at the same time, I think you need to have that kind of happy ending where it's like, you know what, we are going to see Chickory and O'Dwyer and his wife live to see another day so they could tell the people about the fact that there's a bunch of troglodytes out there. We don't know if we killed them all. We just know that we killed this small clan, but we got to be prepared. We don't know if there's going to be another one coming. But then I was like, oh, no, Kurt Russell's wife's going to be so upset. And they come home and like, yeah, he didn't make it. No. But, the, but, the, but then again, at the end, though, you also have this... Uh, you also have this crap, though, about, you know, the Christians one, and then as they're walking away, what do they do? They fucking desecrate the fucking burial ground again. As they're leaving. See, right there, as they walk across the burial ground again, that's where the camera needs to pan away, and then you see a shot at distance of, like, I don't know, a dozen or more of the yes. troglodytes, yep. like, encroaching mm-hmm. towards them, knowing, like, oh, these fuckers think they're safe. And look, they got away with this, and yet they still couldn't fucking figure out to walk around the damn burial ground. Yeah, you know, or that, and then you get the, the post-credit sequence of Kurt Russell emerging from the cave, being like, you know, I ain't dead yet. Yeah, he's not oh, dead yet. I, th- I, I thought Thank you were going to go like a walker, you know what I mean? Kurt Russell emerges from the cave fucking smearing white paste on himself as he's going to become a troglodyte like my brother Stuntman Mike can remember this (laughs) you know something cool like that you know just just to have him just have that one last moment but you know and of course he doesn't because he he passes but uh, that was Bone Tomahawk Uh, like I said I liked it I know the, the Dean liked it you know it's one of those weird westerns where it's like, you know what, I'm okay with this. It, it was two hours, but it didn't feel like two hours to me. Like, it actually moved pretty quickly. Like, I remember watching it on a Monday, and I'm like, it's it? It's over? I was like, wow, that was two hours. I, I enjoyed it, you know, for what it was. Um, but next week, it is the ghoul's pick. What are we talking about next week, ghoul? Well, you're going to have to just fucking uh, just chat it up amongst you guys for a couple of minutes here as I try to figure something out. I had an idea, but now it's, but now it's not going to work. <laughs> oh. Well, that's okay, because we do have a little bit of time, you know. So, yeah. So, all I know is that, yeah, Kurt Russell, anything that he's in, I'll watch. 
Um, I loved him as Elvis and Elvis back in the day, and of course, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, 3,000 Miles of Graceland. Oh, so good. You know, and that one too. You know, it's just there's something so fucking cool about Kurt Russell. Like, one of my favorite actors of all time. I know I talk about Tom Atkins a lot, Bruce Campbell, and Ray Wise, but Kurt Russell's right up there. Like, he's just the fucking king cool. Like, you just, I can't get enough of him. I've never, you know. Yeah. Plus fucking Tango and Cash. You know. Mm. <laughs> the ultimate, yeah. yeah. One of the best. You know, Tango and Cash. And, of course, the thing, like we had talked about. I saw that in the theaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah me too. <laughs> I saw it on, on video, you know, of course. But, yeah, this one of those kings of cool that you can never get in touch with. So, did you have it, Ghoul? Do you have it ready to go? <laughs> no, I'll tell you Are what. Are you still I do. searching? I'll still dance. I'll still dance. He's playing with it, man. Like, don't, don't break his groove. <laughs> I thought he was ready, but it's like, you know, but no, it's anything that, that Kurt Russell does, I, I'll watch. I'm, I'm still hoping that one day John Carpenter's going to say, you know what? I want to come back. I want to direct a movie. I'm going to do Big Trouble in Little China 2, Old Man Jack. Let's do it. Because Kurt Russell, he still could do it. I think he can. I think it's, he could still play that character. But you they've know, done let's see it. Where the they, 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 they did Old Man Jack, though. They they did it as a comic book. John Carpenter yeah, but I'm was talking involved. about a movie. Not a comic okay. book. I'm talking about a live-action movie. Yeah, let's take that comic book. Let's make it into a movie. Because I know no. that he could still do it. Like he, I think he's still capable yeah. of being that character, older especially. Uh, no, no don't do the, the don't do the comic book. Though. The comic book was bloody horrible. Oh man, it was so bloody bad. I didn't say I liked it. <laughs> I didn't say I liked it. I just said that I would like to see. But either way, it. but either way, you know, yeah. John, you know, John Carpenter will be doing the soundtrack either way. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. He he will produce it. He will do the the soundtrack. He'll be there during the shoot. You know, just pass on the reins for somebody to direct it. And I just I kind of would love to see. It. Because, yeah, I think uh, that it, it's still there. I think Kurt Russell's still there. Uh, you, you know what? I'll, I'm just going to have to go with, uh, with something that's, that's new. Uh, I, can, I can say it's courtesy of the king, so, so hopefully Monkey and, and Dean can figure out a way to watch it. We're going to go with X, okay? X. Um, Woo! And this is going to give me a reason yes. to watch the movie. Look, I wanted to go with Identity in, in honor of Ray Liotta. as a horror movie with it. him in it. But, but the movie's been done already, so you know what? That threw me for a fucking loop. I guess I wasn't there for that episode, or I've just blocked everything out. That's possible, too. Um, I just, I, right. I don't remember. There you have it. I don't remember. X. My asshole. So, yes, we're doing X. X. X is the movie. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I'm so excited. I finally get to talk about this movie on the show in long form. Uh, I can't wait. So, yes, I, I did give the Google access to my digital code uh, when I bought the DVD and Blu-ray. So, yeah, I know Monkey's going to be okay with it. Uh, hopefully Dean could find a copy, you know, and, Figure it and out. rent it or whatever. Uh, yes, Ty West I, X. I, I, I might have you on that, Dean, so I might, I might be able to work right, with you on that. See. All right. So, Dean, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show, oh, and go oh, ahead and sign oh, yourself up. You're welcome. you're welcome, King. You're welcome. Can't wait to have you, you back here next week for X. Next week. We're talking mm-hmm. terror. All right. Mm-hmm. Monkey, thank you so much for the episode mm-hmm. of Ball and Tomahawk, your film pick of the week. I want to go yeah. ahead and sign yourself up. 
Daimyo psychotic to me and saying, help control overpopulation in the West. Have you, deputy, spayed or neutered? Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> cool. So happy you decided to pick Ty West X. You know, I'm, I'm going to be there for it. I can't wait to talk about it. We're going to see you back in the next week, so go ahead and send yourself off. Well, y'all, stay safe out there, but also make sure you stay scared. Okay, stay scared. That's right. As we close out this old camp of talking terror, blowing out the candles, blowing out the campfire, thank you so much for listening to our talk about Bone Tom Hawk, going back down to the 1890s. Talk about some cannibals and Kurt Russell and what he's going to do to stop them. Next week, we're talking about porn, we're talking about horror, we're talking about old people and what they do once they reach that age where they can't fuck anymore. So we're going to find out where they are. As for me, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening to this episode of the show. We'll see you back here next week. Keep America strong. I like fucking. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. We love fucking. You love fucking. We love fucking. We'll see how much we can get into next week.